I'm about to clean them in the kitchen And we making money by the minute I'm about to do it way different I am just an icon living I am just an icon living I am just an icon What's up YCTC fam and welcome to episode 2 of Yaka Talk Chalk. Today's topic is going to be about transitioning and we're going to be focusing on entrepreneurs who transition from a 9 to 5 straight into solopreneurship. And to guide us on that journey, we have Katrina Eiffel. We're going to be chatting with her today. Katrina is a sensual empowerment leader, the creatrix of orgasmic intelligence, Waves of Bliss and AJKA. Her companies were birthed out of her personal metamorphosis, which inspired her to enhance her skills and knowledge to further share her journey and her teachings to women and couples globally. Katrina is a certified communications specialist, earning her Bachelor's of Arts in Human Communication Studies from Howard University. She's also a certified massage therapist with specialized training in pelvic floor training for birth and wellness professionals and my very dear friends welcome to the podcast katrina Yay. thank you for being here thank you thank you thank you so we're gonna jump right into it now tell our viewers a little bit about you more than i just gave them and a fun fact that no one knows ah, a fun fact okay i'm a mother of four mm -hmm. i have four beautiful children three boys and one girl nice. and i have four bonus sons yeah, wow. my fiance. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, it's a lot it, of testosterone. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> tell me about it. And uh, I am very passionate about what I do. Mm -hmm. Even yeah, before sure. I knew this is the direction mm -hmm. I wanted to go, working with women, helping women was always something that I, I just always used to do from from a baby. Like I'm not a baby, from a young pre-teenager. Because nice. I have a friend of mine actually who's become a client as well. Mm -hmm. she, she told me at primary school, she said, Katrina, you know that you taught me about the birds and the bees? I was like, oh, you were missing um, the mother hen of the pot. Apparently. Ah. So she said, you made it very simple and I understood it. And I, I can't remember, but clearly, you know, she remembers yeah. and we we're growing. There's like 40 something plus wow. afterward, years after. And yeah, she, she remembers. Nice. Yeah. So, fun fact. Fun fact. I'm afraid of heights. on the heights but that's another that's another part but i faced it about a few years ago when i had a zip line in barbados you did that so my family and we we did it and i uh, yeah but afterwards i thought i had faced it but i still you still afraid of yeah but it's <laughs> oh, all that's good. yeah all right so we're going to jump into this conversation so this is a question that i like to throw at entrepreneurs because i like to see where your mind goes so tell me what your definition of an entrepreneur is Oh, my definition of an entrepreneur entrepreneur is someone who who's not afraid to start a business and recognizing if that business isn't going well, drop it, find something else to Adjust, do. Pivot. Yeah, that's yeah. your favorite word for 2020. Pivoting. Basically, yeah. Nice. So walk us through your transition. So tell us your journey from nine to five concepts of the business and then right into now fully sustained as a solopreneur well i i always used to i mean years from a child young teenager i used to when i came home from school i used to sell snacks okay. to little children and stuff like that okay. i always had businesses all along the way but then 
I was married mm-hmm. for about seven years and then my husband and I separated okay. and I was left with that then three children. Right. So I was taking care of the children and so at that time it was a business be- with my husband and I. Mm-hmm. So when he, he left, we, you know, he was not willing to continue that business relationship. Right. So at that point, having the three children, I was forced to go into the world of work. Right. And uh, so I told myself, okay, I'm going to do this for three years. And then I got to come Exactly. Yeah. But I was in the 11 years. Okay. Ended up being there for 11 years. What did you do for 11 years? I was a, a communications, well, it wasn't title communication, but information officer. Okay. Right. At one of the quasi-government agencies here right. in Barbados. So mm-hmm. it was corporate Barbados. Right. While in working full time, mm-hmm. I started to do what I do now. It was first with a friend of mine. It was a partnership okay. on a different business called um, SEC Emotion. Nice. Yeah. And so I told my my partner, then my business partner, well, you know, I, I'm happy to fund seeing that I have the full-time job right. and you be the face of the business. Okay. And so that, that took off pretty good. And mm-hmm. then just say life happened, life happened. and uh, we went our separate ways. And then it was Waves of Bliss. So I was working Waves of Bliss on this site right right while i was working and the transition was i was actually pushed i i said i'm gonna 10 years i'm i said that yeah. and then it went to 11 and i was like no this is not but then things started to happen at the office right that were not conducive for me staying mm-hmm. let me put it that way and that so universe movie you yeah, yeah yeah exactly so mm-hmm. i took the leap Oh, was I ready financially? No. Are you ever though? No. Exactly. Are you ever ready? Exactly. You're never ready. But I'm telling you, it's, it's the best decision I ever made in my entire life. Nice. And I'm very grateful. I'm even grateful for the experience in corporate Barbados as well. Yeah. That organization in and particular that I was working with because, mm-hmm. you know, there were things in that organization that I know that when I started my business that that's not the example that I wanted to follow. I nice. wanted to have a different kind of environment yeah. that was conducive for my staff and whatnot. Although it was just my one in the beginning. You have to think long term. Exactly. have to think long term. Yeah, so then I, I took the lead. I was at the precipice and I was like, I Jump. wrote the, the, the uh, resignation letter. letter. Like I wrote my resignation letter at least about three years before. But this one, I, I had to do a lot of editing. Yeah. And I was like, yes, I'm going. And I walked in and I put it on the desk. And the boss at the time, she said, what's this? I was like, that's for you. I smiled <laughs> and I left. the biggest smile. And I left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you just celebrated three years. And three years. It was exactly. last Friday. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Three and years. Saw that full time. That's, yes. that's very, very inspiring. So we mentioned that you do um, your three businesses and that you are certified in pelvic floor um, explain it for me. Yeah. Tell me exactly why you chose that direction. What about that gets you out of your bed every day? Okay. Oh my gosh. Just honestly, seeing women walk into my office unsure about whatever the situation is. Right. And whether it's a workshop they attend or one-on-one or even uh, I do Zoom yeah. meeting as well because yeah. I have Time clients outside of Barbados. Mm-hmm. So and then when I see the transformation... And then they said, like, Katrina, you know, this works or this worked or I could feel the difference. Right. That is what gets That's me out right? of bed. Yeah, I definitely. attended one of your sessions. This was years ago. <laughs> and I still use what I what you taught me in that session. I was a little skeptical because, you know, 
it's taboo what you talk about, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. something that we are not encouraged to talk about mm -hmm. or embrace, mm -hmm. which is sexuality and sensuality yeah. and being one with self and understanding your genitalia and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. to do this, I was like, okay, Rashida, let's try it. Let's give it a try. And I, to this day, I still use my yoni eggs. Oh, beautiful. I still Love practice that. my conversations in the oh, mirror. And you yeah. know, it's that's probably been about, I want to say almost 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah that I've yeah. done that, that workshop. Yeah, when I started it, yeah. And it. it was, I remember from that workshop, there was a young lady, she was very quiet and you had done this is when social media had really didn't start to pick up and then you had done a follow-up with her it was more facebook that time mm -hmm. and like you could see a visible difference Different. she was more confident i swear this one was glowing and it just mm -hmm. came from knowledge which it really shows you that knowledge is power mm -hmm. and the direction that she took from whatever it is you taught us at that workshop it changed her life completely and i was like yeah i think train on the right path definitely on the right path and I've always had an interest for people who actually found their passion because a lot of us have businesses mm -hmm. and it's not what we love we do it for Money. financial gratification exactly. that's it yeah but like you get up out of bed to pay your bills eventually that's gonna burn out so when mm -hmm. you find two and you get the passion and you can still make some money off right? I think it's when you need yeah hit the nail directly on the head so talking about passion in your opinion What's the most common reason for um, people failing, entrepreneurs failing or giving up? Why do why don't entrepreneurs make it? It could be a number of reasons. Mm -hmm. What's your thought on it? I think that maybe sometimes, you know, we 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 want it to happen big quickly. Yes. So being afraid to creep, and Before then you. Walk. you crawl and then you hold on and you stand up and then you walk and then you run right some people want to be like like instant you instant know i want to be a millionaire you know that's I be, it win a million oh. bucks so i think that when when it's happening not in the time frame that they expected or you know you set goals like mm -hmm. i had goals right. i have goals i should right. say some of these goals they had to adjust right because you know things were happening mm -hmm. don't, and don't not even to mention covid that we're in right now everything it, on another level so mm -hmm. i think sometimes it's, it's a case where they need to be a little more patient right be very willing to strategize and take time to work on the business so not just in the daily hustle mm -hmm. but those uh infrastructural uh, procedures, systems, making yes. sure oh, that yes. those are done as well too. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, that that's really real hard work is. The, the hustle is, well, hustle is hard, hard work. Don't get me wrong, but working on the business, it takes real focus and strategy. It's almost like building a house. Yeah, you can't build your house on a foundation that's not solid. Exactly. It would be pretty for a couple of years, but then eventually the foundation is going to give way and the house is going to yes. cave in. Yeah. It's I, I personally think that entrepreneurs fear failure. Yeah, we they, do. They've, and, and I feel like we really need to embrace failure. Yeah, I, I embrace failure, but I can tell you, like, you see when COVID hit, I it was, was scary, like, I wasn't was, it? Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. But what kept me is, especially my clients outside of Barbados, mm -hmm. You know, they'd be calling and, and messaging and saying, well, Katrina, you know, when you're going to offer this, you know, I need this. this. And actually, my clientele outside of Barbados picked up over More. COVID. Yeah. But the scary thing about it is that Barbados stopped shipping, shipping out. out. Of, so I, I had to refund like 90, like 95% of my sales that went back, wow. went out. 
Yeah, and that was that was that, that was very scary. Hard <laughs> in that time. It I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. can imagine. Yeah. COVID has caused us to I try to find the positive in COVID. I think we've seen an influx of businesses come out of COVID. Mm -hmm, yes, we've definitely. seen people tap into creativity mm -hmm. that they probably didn't didn't know they had. I've watched people in the makeup industry pivot completely into something completely different mm. and have flourished. And, right. and, you know, because obviously a lot of our businesses are people dependent. Yeah. So now we can't have people too yeah. close to us. Yeah. So we are not getting the money from them or getting the support in the businesses that we need. So we have to eat still. So, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. we had to embrace the virtual lifestyle. We had to get creative. And it was very impressive to see um, a lot of businesses doing that. And they saw people were scared, but they also was like, listen, I need to eat. So it yeah. was that hunger. It was that want for not necessarily success, but just pure in the know in the know yeah. like something yeah. has to happen i could right. get back to you in two years but right now we need to do this yeah. in the know and what so, would be really for me impressive is if those businesses that that started in during covid in the next three four years they're still thriving, they're still thriving. If they're, once they're relevant yeah of course for sure know? um yeah. i'm also grateful to see how barbados slowly but surely have begun to embrace certain things that I feel makes life for an entrepreneur easier, like e-commerce systems. Mm, um, oh. It's not as archaic as it used to be. It's still there, but it's getting a little better, bless the Lord. Um, and e-commerce and delivery, something as simple as delivery. Yeah. When you can get Shafet to deliver, you I'm know that you. this is a different yeah. level right here, right? <laughs> Thank God. Thank you, Halu. Like, <laughs> for sure. And uh, it was just really good to see on a business level mm -hmm. to see the growth that being pushed into this narrow space caused. Like, it forced us to grow. It forced us to blossom. It forced us to look into things that you probably never thought you would have done. Mm -hmm. And I'm here for it, for sure. So I'm looking forward to watching it grow. I'm hoping now that things have opened up a little bit. People don't get back you know, complacent and be like, okay, I don't, it's, it's gone back to normal. Now, so I don't need to be hungry anymore. And I think mm. that's my fear. Like, I, I, I think it's a new normal. I wouldn't say it's gone back to normal. I agree. It's a new normal. People still hungry. Mm. <laughs> People still are hungry. Yeah. So we, we, we mentioned fear and hopefully the reason why I wanted to start this podcast is I wanted to give upcoming or people thinking of opening a business a way to go to see people who are actually doing it so if you could prepare if you had to have a conversation with an upcoming some person who had an idea and they're hungry and they want to start a business what would you tell them to prepare for i would definitely tell them you see this business plan that that is like 14 chapters oh, and Jesus. as thick and heavy that that is out through the door now mm -hmm. Definitely, you have to write your goals down. You need to strategize from the very beginning. Right. And not have your short-term and your long-term goals. Right. And stay focused. Mm. Don't get distracted because it's easy to get distracted. Very so. It's very easy. And don't get discouraged because, yes, you may have competitors out there, mm -hmm. but nobody is you. Right. So you will bring, but definitely as well, get the necessary gain the necessary knowledge whether it's training uh, reading uh, specialized books mm -hmm. get that experience right. don't come into an area where you i'm not saying you have to know everything correct 
right? But make sure you have that on the pinning pinning knowledge mm -hmm. of the whatever the industry that you're in, right? And and definitely look to have a, a mentor. That was just what I yeah. asked you. How do you feel about mentorship? Yeah, mentorship is very very vitally important, mm -hmm. especially for. I mean, I, I've been in the business that's just over eight years and on a three years full time, but three years full time, I'm like no starting in yeah. reality. So yeah, definitely I, I needed a mentor and I do have mentors mm -hmm. that I work with and yeah, they're godsends. Have you mentored anybody? <laughs> I have been asked to mentor, mm -hmm. but I feel as though the, the time that I need to put into doing a good job as a mentor and not there as yet. Fair enough. Because I'm still at the space where I'm building my business. So I offer though, I would say mentorship probably, but not the way I am mentored. Mm -hmm. I have been mentored, I should say. Mm -hmm. But obviously, if I'm, I'm very happy to share information, yeah. uh, give tips, offer advice to upcoming um, entrepreneurs. And I'm glad people. you went in that direction because that's another thing I feel like we deal with in this little, little dot of a country we live in, people don't like to share information. People in the same pool. It's, I tell people is one cake, you cannot eat it all. Yeah, yeah. You just hold on to your slice, Yeah. your slice. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with you sharing information, how you help your no. slice to help somebody else get theirs. You see, that's when people operate from a mentality of lack. Mm. I, I honestly believe that there's enough out there for everyone. There is. Like even when I, I offer one of my services is vaginal steaming. Right. It's a service for women. And that's been very popular yes, recently. Yes, and it started. Mm -hmm. So I'm seeing like yeah. uh, little popping up over Barbados and yeah. stuff like that. And then I send out secret shoppers. You have to. And uh, so, you know, when they come back and tell me with XYZ, I'm like, you know what? I need to start offering certification. And I remember at that time, my mentor then, she said, but you're creating competitors. I was like, I would prefer to create competitors that are of a certain standard. Canada. That's right. Right? Than to just allow these others to pop up to and they're not up. offering. Because you're dealing with the sacred space That's of a right. woman. So if I can contribute by training certified, uh, training vaginal scene therapists who are operating at a, 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 a high standard, right. then I'm fine. I, I know I will always have my clients and, For sure. and I help them as well too. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I feel like you coming from a place of like that you've now created another stream of income out of that. Mm -hmm. And then you're empowering people. I feel like once you as an entrepreneur, you get knowledge. It is I, I feel it is within your right, your God-given right to empower people with that knowledge. Yeah. If you hold it in, it's benefiting you, but then what are you doing with it? If you you can benefit from the gratification of knowing you've taught other people, yeah. you've empowered them with knowledge instead of just, and I feel like that's something that we're suffering with. They're like, oh, but there's a competition. No, because if you yeah. own your corner, there is, and you mentioned it, you, you coined it beautifully, nobody is you, mm. nobody is you when i started my virtual assistant business mm -hmm. um it was not popular or it was not coined as a virtual assistant it was that people were doing work for people at home just doing a little admin yeah. work at home and i had my article in, in the business authority and gradually over the years everybody was popping as a virtual assistant and then one time you know like it went through the phase of where are all these people coming from where are this coming from all of a sudden but then i was like rashidi remember it's at home it's flexible and it's an easy way to make money. There are entrepreneurs who struggle with admin because that's where I started mine. 
being around entrepreneurs who hated admin and I was like, okay, well, I need to create, mm -hmm. I need to make a business out of this. And other people are going to have that thought and I can't think that I am going to have it all. I can't have it all. I have to share the wealth. And um, that brought me in a direction of creating a home for virtual assistants. And that's a whole other direction mm -hmm. that I could possibly take with that. So it's just to always know that there's room for growth and there's room to share and there's room for everybody to eat. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, don't make sense being selfish. Yeah, I've actually seen that in the industry with some, within my industry, mm -hmm. where uh, some women who are in this work in the same industry as I do right. and they you know try to be uh, like dominate and dominate and in a sense even like undermine other practitioners yeah. and then I saw I would see their business, businesses crash like come right down of course because and then they have to start you're not pushing scratch. out no. good you're not pushing out exactly. good so if you're exactly. not pushing out good you're never going to get it back yeah because I know what's for me I know what's That's for me it. I'm going to get what's mine without a doubt That's it. so Katrina what are you not very good at as an entrepreneur well i mean not very good at as an the entrepreneur <laughs> wow uh what? <laughs> what am i not very good at as an entrepreneur i don't want to say that i don't think that i think that i'm good at everything all right so because i don't know <laughs> i know rashida what that would be you got we gotta do an edit. No, totally <laughs> this just I as can't it is. think. I can't think. I can't think. Let, let me tell you. I'll get back to you, and you can put it. <laughs> let it be like a a, 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 a some marking. Any bottom? Yeah, hurt. Yeah, she got back to me and said. Ah, <laughs> that's interesting. Um, what else? I'll 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 take this question. Um, what I'm not very good at, I feel like, and it's something that is the core of one of my businesses, is asking for help. Oh, okay. No, man, that's awesome. <laughs> I probably wasn't good at that because being a mother of four and at one point in my life, I was a single mother mm -hmm. as well too. And so I had to do everything and whatnot. But then that's I had to bring on staff members because I was I was a chief, chief cook and ball washer yep. and I had to bring on. But I still can't think, well, I'm not yeah, good Asking at. for help is mine. Like mm -hmm. I, I at one point and I'm working through it. Like I feel like if I ask for help, I can seem as if, I am not good enough mm. or I am not versed in what I'm doing. So I need somebody to to help me. That's that's what what I'm working through now right. as an entrepreneur. Asking, openly being able to ask for help and being able to comfortably hear no. You know what? I would probably say it's not that I, I, I'm not good at asking for help. I would say that I am not good at delegating. Ah. For the mere fact that, because for the most part of the business, I was a chief cook and bottle washer. Right. So now that I have, I have one staff member okay. on now, and another one that's starting as well, and and I still, I have to, I have to. Although they have um, job descriptions, mm -hmm. I have to consciously and 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 she's such a sweetheart, Joanne. She was like Katrina, I'm supposed to do that. I was like, <laughs> I know, but you know, I could still, you know, you have to really yeah, and, and be like, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So when That's I'm in my office, exactly. Mm -hmm. So when I'm in my office and dung, and you know, they're she's getting everything, and, and I didn't want to like, I get, no, you know. So I think that's probably that I would say that, yeah, yeah. And finally, this is a heavy question. Um, what's the most important thing you've learned in life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what is it like now that you've learned it? 
I would say the most important lesson I've learned in my life is to love myself first unconditionally. As a mother of four, you know, we as women, we tend to give to our children, our partners, the church, the job, the business, friends, uh, everything. Yeah. And, and neglect depleting, self. yeah. I've learned through a very rough four year abusive relationship. Okay. Before then, I thought I loved myself. You know, mm -hmm. you always hear that mantra, I love myself. Yeah. Even Lil Ray had a song, I, I love, love myself. myself. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I used to say that, but when coming out of that abusive relationship, I realized how much I needed to fiercely love myself right. unapologetically. Right. And so that has changed my life. So I I have no problem, even with my children. Mm -hmm. My children know Katrina, this is mommy's time. And yeah. I and I and I raise them to understand that. And that's in when when it's left that abusive relationship, which is roughly around the same time that my business really started to pick up. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's say about 11, 11 years. Okay. And my children, so my youngest, they knew that, he knew that when mommy had a little yellow ribbon tied on her bedroom door, okay. that that was mommy time. mommy time. So don't disturb me unless the house is on fire. Oh, I need to do that. Exactly. You I have teach to. that idea. I have <laughs> Yes, but there's something I teach in workshops. Uh, yeah, mother. I teach, uh -huh. Yeah, let them know that you even, so you have to start out. We're probably three minutes and five, 15, 20, 20 30. And yeah, so, so my, my littlest one used to come and he would like, if I forgot to close the door mm -hmm. and he would see me just in my space. Right. And he would say, oh, he said, mommy is meditating. And he would just tiptoe back out, you uh, know? Yeah, he got it. And so the, the older ones, you know, they would remind him. And so they get it. Mommy you know? guilt is a serious thing though. <sighs> mommy guilt is a yeah. serious, serious thing. Like I suffer badly with mommy guilt because when you're still working and not fully transitioned into into entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. you come home and you probably would 20 minutes, an hour the most with the children and you on your own journey of doing the things you have to do in your time now. So there is no, and you've, I've, I suffer that badly. Like I feel like, mm -hmm. and I have a two year old. So he's at that stage now where he needs that attention, mm -hmm. but I need to put in four hours yeah. into this business because mm -hmm. I'm doing this to make sure that you have a life that I'm comfortable giving you, right? But um, I I yellow yellow ribbon for my door. I feel like or blue or green, or blue or green, or polka dot, or something <laughs> yeah, exactly. along those lines. So I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to um, take that on. So to close out, Katrina, any advice you want to give our um, followers, our watchers, our listeners who may be looking to start a business, who may be looking to go into what you're going into any advice one little nugget that you want to leave us out with well passion passion is what's going to fuel you through but you got to have support find support you have to strategize and you have to stay the course and you have to be willing to creep before you walk mm -hmm. before you run i'll take time they say you know patience in a business once you are moving forward yeah. is going to get you where you want to you know, so don't be afraid to take your time. Good. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to take your time. Have patience. Creep, crawl, walk, fly. We're gonna close out here, YCTC fam. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, regardless of what we have to do, you could talk chalk. We're gonna get it done.